grew up on a farm of 144 acres in north central Iowa called Geneva, Iowa. My job as a 14-year-old was to help my German grandmother do the grocery shopping. Well, to make the list. Grandma never left the farm. She didn't speak too much English, so we did that for her. One afternoon, we were going through our list, and because Grandpa had built the house, she knew exactly what was in every drawer. You know, a good German keeps their vegetables in drawers below the sink level because it's cooler. Did you know that? Now you do. Grandma would open the drawer, and she would point to the carrots. I'm like, okay, carrots, I got it. And she would open another drawer and point to the rutabagas. And then she opened a drawer that was empty and clean. There was no little remnants of a vegetable in it. And she points and she goes, sweep it, Debbie, sweep it. No idea what she was talking about. I'm like, come on, Grandma, I, I, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? And she goes, sweep it. Yeah, yeah, sweep it. We went back and forth like this for quite a while. At one point, she was digging in the ground, and I got all excited because I thought she meant potatoes. She said, nine, nine, daddy's weaving. And then it was three o'clock. Now, on our farm, in our family, tradition is a very big deal. My grandparents immigrated here in 1922 from Germany. Imagine a young couple with a two-year-old and a newborn baby and everything they could carry on their back. And that's how they came to Alexander, Iowa. So when we talk about tradition, we talk about tea time at three o'clock because Grandma did bring some loose tea with her from Germany to have that connection to her family. So every day, three o'clock, if you were out in the fields or in the barns, you came in the house because we had tea. And Grandma would boil it in her nice little teapot, loose grounds, and then she would take it with the old strainer, super old, and pour it through the strainer in your teacup. The cup had a platter as well. You would then take a sugar cube, put it between your teeth, and sip your tea through the sugar cube with the platter underneath it. Because if you spilled, you could slurp it from the platter. So while we were having tea, Grandma says in German to Grandpa, blah, 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 sweeping, steady, nine. And Grandpa starts laughing, just hysterically. Now at this point, I'm a little upset because that's my grandpa. He's making fun of me. I am not happy. He turns to my dad and he says, blah, 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 sweeping, nine, daddy. And dad starts laughing. Here are three people that I love more than anything in the world making fun of me at 14. This was not a good occasion. Finally, Grandpa stands up and he puts his hands on my shoulders and he looks me in the eye and he goes, Debbie, sweeten our onions. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> Another thing we did on the farm was chores. And I mean, we did chores. We got up at five o'clock, the animals got fed before we did. That's just how it worked. You slopped and fed the hogs, you took hay to the cows and put some feet out for them, and you fed and watered the sheep. I hated 
you know, scare the sheep. <laughs> Twelve years old, my 11-year-old brother and I were charged with feeding those sheep. We would get our bucket of water, five-gallon bucket, five-gallon bucket of feed, and trudge over to the fence, set them down right on the edge of the feed, crawl over the fence, and here they come running, knocking you down making you roll around in the mud and the poop. I hated those sheep. They were awful. And my brother wasn't real fond of them either. One day I had enough. I said, I'm worried about it. That's it. I am not going to feed you anymore. I'm done. So I went and sat, excuse me, sat down on the front porch and waited for my punishment. Well, I knew there was going to be one, and it might not be something I like. In fact, they probably would take away my books from me, and that is the worst thing you can do to me. My stupid brother fed the sheep anyway. So, no punishment for me. Nobody noticed I was on the stoop boycott. So the next day, I pull my brother to the side, and I say, listen, Nimrod, we're boycotting. And he looked up and said, what the heck is that? What is boycott? And I explained it to him, and I also said, Punishment won't be that bad. We can live through it, silly boy. <laughs> he believed me. <laughs> so it came time to get all our other chores. We went and sat on the front stoop. And here comes my dad, eventually, stomping over, huffing and puffing, going, What are you doing? You have not fed the sheep. This is not a leisure camp. Get up and go feed those sheep. And I said, No. I'm boycotting. I am never going to feed those sheep again. I think my dad was actually surprised. His children had never told him no before. That was just something you didn't do. So he huffed and he puffed and he said, fine, I'll feed the sheep and from here on out, you two have to do the hay. So the next morning we got up, went to the hay mound, crawled up many stacks of bales, Throw hay down, it gets all in your clothes and in your underwear, and it's uncomfortable and itchy. And then we had to carry it all over the farm to the different animal spots to bring the, the hay to. And you know what we didn't get? That was so much better than being thrown into piles of poop. It was amazing. We had so much fun. Dad took the five-gallon buckets and went over to the pen to feed the sheep. And do you know they knocked him over, too? <laughs> Oh, boy, did we laugh and they knocked him right in the poop. <laughs> Several days went by. We got up one morning and noticed the sheep were gone. <laughs> Never said a word about it. But you could bet I hurried pretty hard. I don't want no more damn sheep. <laughs> Eventually, I graduated high school and went away to college and ended up in the city of Chicago with my college roommate. Chicago's a wonderful town. It really is a melting pot of all different kinds of people, not just Germans. And you have the opportunity to walk all over the city and see the history and meet new people and, and just really enjoy yourself. Uh, they have a lake. They bring the huge lake. There's no lakes in Geneva, Iowa. And it was so different from growing up on the farm. But I would get homesick. I truly would. Every once in a while it would hit me. 
and I worked across the street from a Lutheran church in downtown Chicago that when the pipe organist practiced at lunchtime, you could hear it two blocks away. It was so beautiful. And on occasion, I would go to service there because the entire service was in German. Now, I still didn't understand the language, but I felt it. And it brought back the memories of what I learned. Hard work. Being able to listen to understand. And through it all, patience. Thank you.